0: Jeff, we're going for Hello. a three-game winning streak. What?
1: what? Yeah, that's who, amazing. Who, um, <laughs> who would have thought? Certainly not me.
0: Well, and and we'll be playing Stanford. And this is the uh, podcast versus everyone episode one thirty-nine Stanford preview edition. Um, I am Craig Powers. With me is Jeff. Jeff, so me. Stanford, Stanford is about as befuddling as we are. <laughs> they just yeah. don't make any fucking sense. Like they beat Oregon, and they lost to Kansas State pretty poor, badly. Uh, like I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what to, uh, I don't know what to think about them. But on the whole, when you look at the stats, on the whole, they look like a pretty shitty team. But then they have, yeah some tip top games where they've played really well against USC and against Oregon. So, you know, they're just, they're a hard one to figure out and they're probably sitting there looking at the Cougs. Like I don't get them either. Like what, what are we even yeah. going to get from them? So, so we'll, we'll try to do this preview based on the yeah. information we have, but who the hell knows what's coming on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, We'll be, be like,
1: we, we have no idea what's going to happen on Saturday.
0: We, we don't
1: know which team is going to show up for either team. It's going to be fun. Woo.
0: All right. So let's, let's start as we always do with WSU's offense versus the other team's defense. And that other team is Stanford's defense. So one of those things that again is hard to figure out is WSU on the whole, their offense has been awful this year. Passing has been awful. Rushing has been awful. Um, Really nothing has been good, but on their last four drives, They've scored touchdowns, <laughs> so yeah. So did they turn a corner, or did they were this playing a bad defense? The good news is they're again playing a, a not so good defense. Like so, um, it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I, the, I do know that Stanford kind of patterns out the same way Oregon State did, and where they are very bad against the run and very and decent against the pass. So maybe there's something there to that because WSU kind of started their run in the second half against Oregon State with some nice chunk rushes from McIntosh and Borgie. So maybe that's where they should start here and hope they can pick up some ground on the ground and get the offense rolling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always skeptical of you know, run to pass strategies, you know, it's always, to me, it's, it always is sort of like a, like a little bit of a chicken or the egg kind of thing with all that stuff. Um, but you know, yeah, it's, it certainly seemed like there was a little bit of correlation there. There was a little bit of, you know, this happened, then that happened. So, um, it's, you know, it, it is, it is a little confounding. Uh, I've, I've used that word a lot. over the last the last week or so uh you know I'm probably overusing it at this point but but I'm I'm sort of lacking you know good terms um you know you mentioned Stanford's you know inconsistency um you know when you think Stanford right I mean we we've talked about this for years like they they sort of built on that you know that mythical you know intellectual brutality stuff that uh David Shaw was so into but um, you know, to to look at a Stanford team that's not good against the, I mean, their defense just has not been, uh, really hasn't been good for years. Um, you know, for being honest, what you know, what whatever it was that they were doing, you know, five six years ago, they are not doing anymore. Um, and it, it's it's kind of wild to look at, you know, a Stanford team that is, um, 124th or sorry, 112th in defensive success rate uh, against the rush. Um, you know, to, to me that's, or, you know, and they're what, 114th in EPA per rush. Um, that that's yep. just, I mean, that's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's even worse than, than what Oregon state was. Yeah, they're, so. they're
0: giving up, they're giving up 0.2 expected points per rush. Yeah. So that's a lot. You're talking every five rushes is worth a point here, you know, an expected yeah. point. So yeah, they're, they're giving up uh successful runs too um they're their successful runs 124th yeah so 112th yeah so almost you know close to half of their runs are successful they're giving up big runs uh yeah so i mean i of course we never expect wsu to be a running team but i'm I'm hoping they they can have some success in the run because that really seemed to get them going against Oregon State. maybe yep. takes a little pressure off of Jaden when the other team has to pay attention to the run and 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 has to be afraid of that. You know it's very old school, but at, at this point, you know, we don't know exactly what jaden can do we We've seen the best of what he can do well, hope maybe not the best, but but again, they're playing a team who's better against the pass. Uh, still not great against the pass, but like they're, you know, they're top half. Um, so uh, that could, you know, they they did fine against USC. They did fine against some other passing teams. That, so it's we'll we'll see how it, how it goes. But um, I, I'm hoping that. The combination of Dion and Max can it can have a nice game again, like they did in that second half against Oregon State, and hopefully do it for the entire game instead of just a half. Um, although, if you're gonna have one good half, scoring four touchdowns on all your drives is, is good is the way to do it. You know, you, you usually yeah. don't need a great other half if if you do that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it, it it'll be interesting. Uh, WSU uh, just. It, we, we just don't know what to expect and but at least now we have some hope that there is we, we've we've seen a higher ceiling than we were expecting um and so hopefully maybe the receivers are maturing you know the the younger receivers are maturing giving more opportunity which means maybe they're creating more space for our our star receivers you know I, I know that Rolovich praised the receivers this week. So maybe they can continue to grow Stribbling and Ollie and, and Hobert and, and just give Jaden more options. And yeah. it does seem Jaden is starting to spread the ball around more. So maybe that's a positive, and maybe they can yep. continue the good vibes. I don't expect touchdowns every time, but, hey, if, 31 points in this game would probably be uh, enough, honestly, maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, one thing that's super interesting about it is that lots of receivers are playing. Right now, which is definitely not something
0: we expect last year. Yeah. Last year and and in Hawaii, it was four or five guys almost all the time. Yep. Right.
1: Yep. And now we're looking at, I mean, they're basically doing the air raid thing. I mean, they're, they're too deep. They're rotating through, Um, you know, you're seeing lots of, they're not, they don't seem to be rotating too much on the outside. Um, It seems to be mostly on the inside Uh, rotating those guys through with, uh, you know, with Harris and you mentioned Hobart, you know, Calvin Jackson and uh, Lincoln Victor, Um, you know, all those guys seem to be rotating through on the inside. And then I think, uh, like I said, on the outside, it seems to be mostly Ollie and, and Stribling and Stribling continues to impress, you know, continues to look real good uh, for a freshman man, like every time I watch him, he reminds me of Marquise Wilson. Now, like I, like I can't not see it. Like they are just like, they're the same build. They got kind of that long, almost gliding gait that they run with. Um, yeah. So very, very cool. Very, very exciting. Um, you know, with Delora it's, uh, I, I don't know what's real. Um, you know, what I do know is he was, uh, incredibly accurate in the second half, which is not a thing that we, uh, that I thought we would say about him. Uh, I I won't say ever, but definitely not this season. Like I kind of thought, okay, you know, this guy's going to have to you know, really work on his accuracy, which, which isn't by the way, typically a thing that quarterbacks dramatically improve on. Um, but man, he was so very, very good. And so, you know, he's kind of go, okay, is he, is he kind of gotten something figured out mechanically a little bit? Is he, is he doing a better job? Is he, do you just get lucky? <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes people just get in the zone. I don't know. Um, but I do know that, you know, if he's going to fire darts like that, uh, you know, for the rest of the year, you know, what this offense is capable of is is obviously very different. Just to put into context how um, how good they were on Saturday. So I'm looking here at uh, their EPA per pass um, before last game and then now after last game. So before last game, they were 106th um, in EPA per pass. Uh, now they are 90th. <laughs> so, so, so they, yeah, they jumped 16 spots just based off of that one game
0: there. Yeah, and we talked about it in, in the, uh, in the re in the last podcast, but yeah, they, they were, uh, they were 0.4 expected points per pass over the course of, the the entire uh, game against Oregon State, so you can yep. only imagine what it was in the second half. So yeah, that yep. that that's just not, that that you'd be like top of top of the country, something like that. You know if, if yes if you're doing that if you did that um, every game, yeah. And and I and I and actually their their EPA per run was also really good uh, against Oregon State. They were at uh, .168 points expected per rush. Uh, that would put you in the top twenty of. Uh, if if that happened over the course of a year, so and Stanford is a, a, is a, an equally maybe even worse run defense than than Oregon State. Uh, so if if they can improve on that or keep even keep that up, like that that that's very positive. What they really need yep. to do is and what they've really struggled with is too many negative and no gain rushing plays. Uh, Stanford get. Stanford gets about two and a half non-sack tackles for loss, so if they can get under that number, if they can keep it to one or two, uh, no gain or negative rushing plays, I, I I feel like yeah they're 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 due for a, a a nice rushing offense, a nice game on rushing offense, and maybe in turn Jaden can be as accurate as he was, and and really it comes down to the blocking, I Jaden what i i think what happens with his accuracy often is he sees what he wants to see and just lets it fly and he doesn't set his feet he doesn't he doesn't get yes. he's not he, his footwork is not always the best he fades on the passes whatever any any old Koog fans will it sounds like jason guesser but um and maybe it's just a hawaii thing i don't know but yeah, he you know, we've seen him, you know, he had a wide open touchdown against Cal and he kind of faded away on the pass and missed uh yeah. Harris. Or was that it against Oregon State? I've forget. Maybe it was against Oregon State last week. Um it's but yeah, he's fading on some passes and and uh, uh and, and so but then in, the, in that in that second half, he was he he was he, he was firmly in place. He was getting the blocking. So if if they can, you know, Stanford's got Twelve sacks this season, so that they get to the quarterback. But we see Jaden doesn't give up very many. But really, it's key. It's not just how many they that Jaden gives up; it's how often he's being pressured because he doesn't get caught very often. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's really about is are they taking him off his spot? Because we saw against Oregon State, if he can sit, he's he's gonna like our receivers are in a place where they're getting open now, and he can yep. find them. He's moving through the progression a little more. So so yeah. Offensive line, block, block for him, yes. and let's see what happens. Yes,
1: please. <laughs> yes, please.
0: So, so yeah. They're, I mean, their Stanford's defense isn't very good. Uh, let's. It'd be great to see WSU to keep keep it going, keep keep the momentum going. Yes, uh, from yes. from that nice performance.
1: <laughs> yep, we like momentum. <laughs>
0: Big it's our favorite fans stat here. We're um,
1: momentum per pass. It's a new stat we made it up.
0: So per uh, rush. let's let's switch over to uh, to what Stanford's offense has got for WSU's weird defense. Um, obviously, a big thing for Stanford this year was. It, much like WSU did, WSU started with the more experienced quarterback, and then, uh, and, and then event, and then it, midway through the first game, the uh, the younger, more talented guy came in, and so Stanford started the season against Kansas State with Jack West, and midway through the game, Tanner McKee came in, and, and it's been him, and he's been pretty solid. Uh, up until a three-pick game against Arizona State last week, but Arizona State's defense is pretty damn good, so it's kind of hard to judge him on that. Uh, yep. But uh, but yeah, so he's but he's been very good. He's definitely a a, a guy that can punish a defense. Um, he had not thrown any picks before that. If I if I'm right, I think I'm right on that. Uh, so those were kind of his first three picks. So. Um if WSU can be as good as Arizona State's defense, maybe they can hold him down, but we do know that WSU is not as good as Arizona State on defense.
1: <laughs> are you sure? This is the team they only been, gave up They only gave up 6 points to Cal.
0: But they have been pretty good against the pass particularly um yeah. when it comes to big downs. Uh yep. you know they're they're 27th in EPA per pass, but they also are uh seven sixty third in, in success rate. So but it's it's because they're getting those timely sacks. They're getting the timely uh knockdowns, the timely interceptions. Uh so they they've been able to be timely and that's made them effective against the pass overall. Um I think they're definitely gonna need to do that here because Stanford has been very good on first and second down. Uh that that's where they make that's where they butter their bread. Cause they are awful on third and fourth down, which is yep. weird. Usually teams that are good on one are good on the other, but Stanford is well, just not.
1: Here's what I'm noticing. So I, I find sort of this entire set of, of statistics to be sort of wild. Um, okay. So you mentioned, so they are, you know, good on first and second down and, and they are 24th in the percentage of their first downs that come on first and second down. Okay, great. Um, some of that, I think, is uh, also a little bit of a function of third and fourth down yep. being bad, right? They're not getting first downs on third and fourth down. They are, you know, as, as we know, Stanford, we 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 sort of talked about, known for, you know, power football, running the ball. Um, they are, sorry uh, ah, where's the stat? I was looking for it there. Hold on. Uh, runs on first and se- early down. Sorry, early down rush rate. So they are 20th nationally in early down rush rate. So they run the ball on like, I, I think, first and second down 44% of the time, which is 20th in, in the country, 20th most in the country. And yet their rush uh, success rate. So in other words, the number of times they run the ball and gain sort of the necessary number of yards to stay on schedule is 124th nationally so they are running it a whole bunch on first and second down almost half the time they are successful less than 30% of the time <laughs> and so it, you know they are on on the occasions i think this is probably what's happening you know when you look at their offensive success rate for passing it's 41st nationally right 43% of the time almost um they're they're actually successful my guess is what's going on here is like when you're looking at that early downs, EPA and things like that, um, they must be hitting some big plays with passes early, but are uh, on early downs at times, but are really, really, really committed to running the ball also on those early downs. So I I don't like it. It it would strike me as a very David Shaw thing. Um, you know, the, the, the old phrase, you know, to cut off your nose, to spite your face, you know, right? like, like the thing that they are good at is the thing that he will not let them do um, very often, uh, which, you know, I think sort of plays into also, you know, I'm sure this was on your list of things to talk about. They are 130th in field position. (laughs) Their field position is terrible. Um, And and it's like, you know, they just. Uh, Well, yeah,
0: defensive field position. Yeah. Yeah. So So when they're giving the ball to the other team. Their
1: net field position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Their net field field position position is 130th. Which is yep. yeah funny because David, I, I think it was the game last week he punted yes. against Arizona State, punted four times yep. inside the opposing team's fifty, That's and if you're doing that, you should have good defensive field position. But their their average field position for their defense is the forty-one yard line. Like, how are you doing that when you're punting from the 41 yard line all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, how the hell are you doing that? And well, another thing that's uh, yeah, that's confounding because that's the the word of the the word of the week, right word of the week. yeah, they, they have the um and now now I've lost my train of thought because you, you you threw me off on the uh, on the Somewhere. other one. That was my other one I was going to be the confounding thing. oh, so so when you're talking about the run game. They 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 have this two-headed rushing attack. Uh, they have Nathaniel Pete, who was good last year. Got, like his whole career, he's done nothing but gain more than six yards a carry. Um, he leads the team in carries, with forty-nine. Uh, second on the team is Austin Jones with forty-two, who missed an entire game and got more carries against Arizona State than Pete. He's averaging 3.8 yards a carry. But he's getting carries more or equal or sometimes more than Pete. So I don't know why that is. I maybe Pete is just not a guy he I mean he's 5'10" 195, that's a pretty standard size. Like maybe just maybe Shottis feels like he's not a guy that can carry the load. Because it seems like you'd be giving it to that guy that's getting six yards a carry a lot more um, than the guy that's getting three point eight. I know Jones is kind of catches the ball more out of the backfield, so maybe they think he's a little more, uh, a little more effective in that way, and so he's just on the field more. Uh, but but it's very strange. Um, not sure what's going on there with David Shaw right now, but we do know he makes eight point nine million dollars a year. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yes, you, USA he does. Today
1: yeah which is again you know pretty pretty wild when you think of what they what they haven't done um in in, well, in, and, in some amount of time so
0: and pretty wild just thinking Stanford's football program can't be that big of a revenue generator compared to those other programs that have the big payments i mean they have a 50,000 seat stadium that they don't fill yep uh they get the same amount of tv revenue as we do so i don't i don't i don't know You know, maybe they just, they, they see the value of, uh, having a prestige, uh, football team and, uh, they, they see it beyond the, uh, just, just the ticket revenue. Um, so yeah,
1: it's, you know, they, for, you know, obviously for a long time, they kind of didn't care about football, um, for lack of a better way to put it. And then they decided under Jim Harbaugh that they did care and that they wanted to be good and, and, you know, and then they got good and, and now it sort of seems like, I don't know, do they. Did they decide that they don't really care about being good at football anymore. I don't know, man. Stanford's a weird place. Um, it's it's not a place that I would that I that I would ever a lot try of big to understand.
0: Brains so. over there. The brains are so big. Like, how do you even it's, how, how do, do you even manage? How do you
1: even get them inside that and get inside that helmet, man? I don't know. Yeah, so, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Fine. Uh, Fine th- thing about Stanford's offense. Same as always. Stanford's offense. They have a bunch of big fucking receivers. Uh, Assholes. They're. So their, their top receiver, Elijah Higgins, is 6'3", 235. He's the short guy. Uh, John Humphreys uh, is 6'5", 210. Benjamin Urosek is uh, tight end. He's 6'5", 235. Bryson of Tremaine is. is out for the season. He was their big uh, 6'4", 207. He was a big red zone guy. Uh, but he's out for the season, got injured against... Oregon had scored a touchdown every game up until then. Um yeah. but still they've, and they they don't really seem to have had many guys fill that gap. Uh so they are kind of they are down a receiver and don't really have another one that has stepped up. Uh they do have Bryce Farrell mm-hmm. who has two catches for 80 yards this year, so watch out for him. Yeah. Um, he he's a kickoff and punt return guy as well uh but but yeah so a, a bunch a bunch of big guys again uh you know is that going to give our secondary trouble our secondary has been playing pretty well um our, that maybe that could be tough for our marty marsh in the middle um guarding a, a 6-5 tight end but you know oregon state had a huge tight end and and he didn't really do that much so um yeah, i don't know I... are we concerned
1: yeah, big receivers don't concern me as much um, as they did at this point. Uh, you know, Jalen Watson has, you know, contended with all manners and all sizes of receivers for some time now. Uh, the only one that's that has really kind of gotten the best of him was Drake London and Drake London gets the best of everybody. So uh, that doesn't that, that you know, I don't feel uh, particularly that, that, that doesn't change my opinion uh, too much. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like our chances to, you know, continue to, um, you know, be solid in the passing game here. I like our chances to, um, you know, continue to get pressure. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, as, as we kind of talked about on Monday, I, I do worry that there there might be some sort of, you know, just odd statistical universe regression coming uh, on some of this stuff where maybe the sequencing doesn't work out quite as well, where we don't get you know, a, a, a negative play in, in a key spot or um, get a turnover, you know, deep in our own territory or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I do worry that those kinds of things are going to come back around at some point. My, my hope is maybe they come back around in an avalanche against a team that was going to beat us anyway. Um, the only thing that's kind of in the back of my mind with Stanford's offense is David Shaw. Now maybe this was a leech thing. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, we, we sort of had their number, um, under leach and you know we we've sort of made light of the fact that we probably shouldn't make light of this but um you know that you know we sort of made david shaw cry because he couldn't figure out you know he just was so like could not figure out how to beat uh how to beat mike leach and you know there was a time there where he would sort of you know he was kind of pulling out all the stops to try and beat us um you know there was there was one year where i mean would they throw the ball one year like 70 percent of the time or something crazy yeah, like, like that like they just yeah, they just came out and threw the ball and threw the ball and threw the ball. You know, we ended up winning the game anyway. But it was like, you know, they, you know, Shah just decided, okay, I'm going to flip the script. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 don't know, man. I, I wouldn't put it past him to try and and do something a little bit weird to try and mix it up. Um, I mean, I know Leach isn't here anymore, but I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet, <laughs> they really, really, really want to beat us. Because um, there, yeah. there will be nobody, nobody on that team, uh, no player who has beaten us. And for Shaw and his assistants, it has been a long time since they beat us, I think, 2014, right? That was the last
0: time? Um, 2015. Or 2013? 2015. 2015. 2015? The, okay. Christian McCaffrey fumbled.
1: Oh, yeah. That, God damn it. I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: you're right. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. And there's nobody
1: left on the team player wise that that's done that. And I'll bet I'll bet they look at WSU and go, how on earth could that team beat us so many times? Um, so they'll, they'll probably be gunning for it, I would think.
0: And, and much like last week with the, the winning streak against the Beavs, this is another winning streak that I would just love to see continue. Uh, the winning streaks against uh you know, the, the end, in- Division opponents, the Pac-12 North opponents. That's really cool. You always know you're getting yep. the, that those wins against them. So love to see Cougs beat Stanford. Um, you know, I'll be back in Pullman watching it. it. It'll be B's only game of the season. It'll be Gigi's first game. Um, so uh, they need Woo-hoo. to come out and, and, and beat beat the Cardinal because I don't want Gigi to be, you know, B's still undefeated. I don't want that to end yeah for her yeah. and I'd love excuse me and I'd love for Gigi to be undefeated as well. So yeah. Uh definitely. I uh let's 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 take the streak to five. Yeah, that's a that's a fifth year senior. Doesn't even get and of course we got 6th year seniors now too, but uh but th- that would be a sixth year senior because we didn't play Stanford last year. So um so yeah, yeah even a sixth year senior if they beat him beat him on on uh, Saturday would have yeah. never beaten WSU. That would be fantastic. Yeah. You got, yes, you love good. when you can get through an entire class, so let's let's go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. Now let's... Uh, I think that's a perfect time to take it to our predictions. Um, you know, that Oregon State game did nothing to dissuade me from continuing to do the first half, second half. <laughs> it, flipped, it flipped the script as you said earlier it, with yes. David Shaw. It flipped the script yeah. a little bit, but uh, it was still two completely different halves. So, uh, let's, let's roll with your first half score. All
1: right. So I am thinking that this game, uh, see, I've talked myself into something different now. So I put in my picks, uh, for PJs, Gambletron, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I took the under whatever it was. And now I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm talking myself into this game, maybe being a little bananas. The like total is being... somewhere
0: around 51 and a half. Uh, yeah. Whatever you like. Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure I took the under um, thinking something like, uh, you know, 31, 21 or something like that. Uh, but now I'm, 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 I don't know, man. Okay. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm, I'm going to flip it and just renege on my bet. And I'm going to say this one's going to get a little wild. I'm looking at uh, 1717 at half. So we got we got some scoring 1717 at half Um, and then oh now it's my turn.
0: No, no. Oh, that's right.
1: That's right. That's right. Sorry. 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 You'll figure this
0: out eventually. You'll figure it out eventually. Probably not. All right. So yeah. Okay. So there we go. 1717 at for me. I'm thinking points in the first half as well. Uh, I, I, I feel like WSU is going to keep this, this vibe going on offense. Um, so I'm going to go 21, 17 half Cougs.
1: Okay. I like it.
0: All right. Now give me your final.
1: All right. So again, I'm, I'm thinking weirdness. I'm thinking, I'm thinking bananas. I'm thinking just like it's, it's going to go crazy. Um, it's going to be a, a a pack 12, as we go to after dark, right? Cause it'll be dark by the time the game ends. Uh, so I'm going to say this thing ends up. So 17, 17 and a half um, ends up 37, 34 Cougs.
0: Oh boy.
1: Yes. It's a shootout.
0: Going gonna to be let's getting get out of there at eight 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Let's get weird.
0: That, that sounds fun. Um, I think it's one of those games where they, I'm going to go say they score a bunch in the first half and then it slows down in the second half and I, I think it'll finish like each team with 10 points in the second half. So I said 21, 17 at halftime. So it'll be 31, 27 Cougs. I'm sorry. We both picked them to win this week. Um, so no idiot gifts. Yeah. Um, I do not <laughs> want the idiot gifts if they lose cause that's not as fun. Yeah, um, no, that's not as fun. But I, I do think I feel good about this. Uh, uh, CFB graphs numbers like the Cougs, uh, Bill Connolly's numbers like the Cougs by a very similar margin by three or four points. Um, that surprised I, I the hell out of me by the way,
1: both. Of yeah. Those.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Stanford's basically had a big peak in a, in a, in a big Valley and, yep. and, you know, coming to Pullman ain't easy and nobody likes it and, and has not went well for Stanford lately. So let's keep it rolling, thirty-one twenty-seven for me, thirty-seven thirty-four for Jeff. We're we're picking the Cougs this week. Um, I love it. Uh, you know, although I did love, thank you for all the idiot gifts. Um, that was really fun. <laughs> that was fantastic. Just as as I'm getting ready to watch my uh, my uh, fiance's brother get married, just scrolling through my phone trying to reply to everyone. Uh, with their idiot gifts. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we have to say. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at the Craig Powers on Instagram, at Craig W Powers. You can follow Jeff at pod vs everyone. You can email us questions and comments, podcast vs everyone at com. Um, you can rate us five stars, you can leave us a review, you can tell a friend the old fashioned way say, Hey, yeah, I like listening hey. to this podcast. You should listen. Have to you
1: it listened too. to this one? It's awesome,
0: yeah. So, um, can't wait to. I, I hope this all doesn't come crashing down, but I, I, I just wanted to feel positive vibes for one goddamn week, and, and I, I yeah. want to keep it rolling. So uh, with that, I say go Cougs, Jeff.
1: Go kooks, Craig. Black Lives Matter.
0: Black Lives Matter.
1: And get fucking vaccinated.
0: Yes, you should. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.